This is Six Cold Feet Season 2, Episode 6, Silent All These Years. This episode contains adult themes and language. Just remember me, baby, when I'm in six feet of cold, cold ground. Hey, Beatrice. What were, you, what were you humming? Oh, it's just this song I heard from the uh, the archive by uh, an artist named uh, Juliet <gasps> Knives. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's from like the 1990s. I know, I can't even imagine that time. <laughs> so far back, like yeah. ancient history. <laughs> well, um, anyway. Mesopotamian. I, yeah, all right. You know, I was just, I was just humming my favorite. Um, the, the song is called... The women men don't see. Oh. Oh, I swear, I like that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's one of those deeper meaning ditties. <laughs> it's sort of catchy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, deeper meaning. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, we're all women. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not, it's, you know, it's got a uh, deeper meaning than that. <laughs> you know, the oh, yeah, women totally. men don't yeah. see. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Are you going to stay here? I got to cook. Yeah, well, maybe you should go listen to this song again. Okay. I know I will. Hi, Ryan. I can't talk right now. I'm at Juliet's wake. So why answer the phone? How is it my fault that you don't understand funeral etiquette? Fair point. But I still shouldn't be on the... Shit! Ryan, I've got to go. God, I am so, so sorry. It's all right, sweetheart. I'm as pissed as a parrot on claret. Here, let me. No, it's fine. Good thing I wore black, right? A <laughs> fucking oath. Your voice sounds familiar. Have we met before? Doubt it. I'm from Sydney. Unless you ever go to that swingers club in Mullingabba? No. Ah, oh, me neither then. Sorry, you... V. I need to borrow Athena here for a minute. Righto. Pleasure to meet you, darling. You too. Thanks for coming. I know this whole situation is... Strange would be an understatement, wouldn't it? I should think so. Is Karen here? No, she's in Melbourne for a conference. Had it booked months ago. She offered to stay, but she's been dealing with so much right now and I just didn't want to... uh... Look, you don't really need to familiarise yourself with the dull drama of my domestic life. How are you holding up? I managed to get out of bed today shower, put on a suit. That's a lot more than I would have thought possible. Yeah, I understand. Do you mind if we duck out of here for a bit? There's all these people shooting pity spears at me with their eyes and I can't fucking deal with it. Would you come and have a drink with me somewhere quiet? Sure. Is this the funeral director's office? Yes. He lent me the keys. He owes me a few favours, like most people in this town. Do we need to lock the door? I don't want anyone disturbing us. He's got a bottle of Johnny Walker Black back here somewhere. Is it okay to be doing this? I'll buy him another bottle tomorrow. No, I mean, it's barely past 11 on a Thursday. I probably shouldn't. My wife's dead, Athena. Indulge me. All right. Cheers. She was lucky to... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, you go. It's a good thing she wasn't here for the funeral. 
she would have hated it. I was just so drained. The problem with death is that life doesn't pause to let you deal with it. I would have loved to have spent a couple of weeks crying and listening to her albums, to the music we made together, but no. There's lawyers and funeral services and coroners and police and mountains and mountains of bullshit. I met with the funeral director here in this office. He got out his little planning book. I pointed to the most expensive package and said, give me that one. That's perfectly understandable. I'm sure plenty of people do the same. Do they? I wouldn't know. She liked you, you know. When you emailed her and she dug up that letter, she wouldn't shut up about it. Obviously, you appeal to her vanity, not a difficult task to accomplish. She had a heart the size of Mount Kosciuszko, but an ego the size of Mount Everest. But she liked the way you wrote. She said your words had a curious and tender cadence. I'm never going to live those letters down, am I? Who knew something I wrote back in the 90s would haunt me to this day? You can't change the past. Might as well learn to live with it. Do you think she meant to kill herself? Jesus. I didn't know her for long. I wouldn't presume You were to... the last person to see her before she died. Did she seem happy? Happiness is a single note. Her life was a complex, emotional symphony. That's good. You going to put that in the book? Do you... Still want me to go ahead with the book? It's obviously what she wanted. She told you so herself. Right. Well, thanks. I'm glad to hear it. Listen, why don't we do this interview thingy now? Oh, no, I wouldn't ever ask you to... You didn't ask me to do anything. I offered. And it's no courtesy to you. I want to keep away from all those weepy-eyed fuckers wanting me to hug them downstairs and deal with my grief like a man. Bottle it up inside and unleash it in a bout of road rage or maybe hurling a whiskey bottle into the fireplace. <laughs> God, you should see your face. I'm kidding. No. A mate of mine lost his husband last year. He's a good listener. And a good talker. Also a good drinker. We're going to head up to a little house in Ulara for a few days. Get away from the city. I figured we should deal with this thing now, so I can purge it from my to-do list and really dig into some good crying and venting. That sounds healthy. Okay. Only if you're totally sure. Yep. We can stop at any time you don't feel comfortable. Got it. I listened to the music Juliet left me on the hard drive. I assume you have copies? I do not. You... what? Juliet was incredibly paranoid about tech security. She read a lot of Philip K. Dick, William Gibson, that kind of stuff. She didn't want anything on the cloud, multiple copies, etc. She refused to use internet banking, GPS, any of that. Bloody infuriating trying to navigate the 21st century with paper maps. She told me it all had to be stored offline. One copy. In a fireproof safe. So, you have one hard drive, and whoever it was that busted into our house has the other one. With the vocals and other info. That's... Crazy. I can give you copies of all the files. That would be greatly appreciated. I tried to make copies a few times without her knowing, but she kept finding them and deleting them and then we'd have a massive argument. I decided it wasn't worth the effort. But yes, it would be wise to get copies. What did you mean when you said the other hard drive had the vocals and other info? We recorded all of the music together. The two of us handling most of the instrumentation and then bringing in the odd friend here and there to add a splash of colour. You know, violins, Mellotron. We had our friend Yasmin play some mean cello on the last track. 
but she insisted on doing all of the vocals solo, recorded whenever I was out of town, wouldn't let me see the lyrics or even give me a hint what they were about. We've been together more than 20 years. When we got hitched, there was no South Sudan or Bluetooth. Some of the kids on our record label weren't even born yet. But Juliet kept a lot hidden. I know she was dealing with trauma from her parents and any time I tried to press too hard, she shut down or flew into a rage or just got into the car and disappeared for a few days. Eventually, I stopped trying. All she told me was that she wanted to call the album Confessions. Like it said on... Uh... I think I saw that title somewhere. Somewhere. Like the tape in the downstairs cupboard you thought she didn't see you peeking at? Yes. Right. Those were just some rough early demo takes. When she saw you snooping, she decided to hide them away in the studio. She told me she respected your gumption, but didn't totally trust you. I'd say I probably feel the same way. She had that list of names that she kept in the safe, and once or twice I caught her looking at those files. Files? Yeah. Like... I don't know. What's the term they use in spy movies? Like a dossier. There'd be a headshot and some basic stats and then descriptive paragraphs. I never saw more than a brief glimpse. What were the pictures like? Both men. Short hair. I couldn't even guess ages or ethnicities. As soon as I opened the door, she closed the screen. Like I'd caught her looking at porn or something. Actually, not like that, because if I'd caught her looking at porn, she'd either ask me to join her... Or tell me to fuck off and make her a snack. She'd always be starving after. (laughs) Shit. That last bit's off the record. (laughs) Uh, no problem. God, I would strangle my grandmother to hear those vocals. Yeah. You and a couple of million fans. And the names on the list. Did you recognise any of them? Only the first two. Her parents. Really? She never talks about her childhood. For fucking good reason after what she went through. Would it be okay for you to tell me? On the record. Definitely. I told her for years she should talk about it. Get it off her chest. Let people know what creeps they were. But she insisted on bottling it up. I have no such fucking qualms. They were really old school Roman Catholic. Prayers before dinner. Bible next to the bed. Midnight mass. All of that. Her dad. This bit's going to need... What do people say these days? A trigger warning? Understood. He touched her. He'd get drunk and crawl into bed with her. Oh, God. And her mum? Her mum would find any reason she could to discipline her. If she missed the bus and came home late, she'd get the cane across the knuckles. If she got a bad report card, she'd lock her in the shed overnight. One time she was bringing her mum some tea and she tripped, smashing the mug on the floor. Her mum dragged her over to the pot and shoved her hand into the boiling water. And when they found out she liked girls, they had the nerve to tell her that she was the one who was filthy. I'm glad they went up in flames. I don't believe in hell, but if there is one, I hope they're burning still. I should go. This is a difficult time. No. Please. Stay. She never let me tell anyone. I've been carrying all of this anger around. It feels good to... Confess isn't quite the right word, is it? Why are you looking at me like that? I'm wondering if you're going to come clean on your own or if I'm going to have to wrench the truth out of you. I'm afraid I don't know what you mean. Athena, I'm going to ask you something. 
and I need you to answer honestly. I'd like to think my reputation as a generous man precedes me, but it's important you're aware that some of the rumours about shit I've done when I'm angry aren't entirely inaccurate. Noted. Are you one of them? One of who? The many wives of Juliet Knives. Her acolytes or disciples or coven, whatever the fuck you'd call them. No. Don't you fucking lie to me! Get your hands off me. I? Christ. Athena, I am, I am so sorry. God, if she saw me like this, she'd never forgive me. Your wife just died. I'll forget it happened. Thanks. I'm grateful for your compassionately selective amnesia. What about you? Did you recognise any of the other names from your research? She told me not to look at the list. Yeah, but it was lying right there in the safe. Right. But I didn't look at it. Your recently deceased idol gave you the passcode to her safe containing a mysterious hard drive and a list of names and you didn't look at it? No. You're either lying or the least curious person alive. And given your vocation... Okay, fine. I have a picture here on my phone. There are seven definitely male names and three that are gender neutral, mostly Western names except for Takashi and Kamal, the former originating in Japan with a minor popularity spike in usage in the mid-70s, and the latter... She was right to choose you. Technically, I chose her. You keep telling yourself that. You want? No, I'm good. To be honest, I prefer vodka. You said the many wives of Juliet Knives were a coven. Can you explain? It's weird that a fan group like this doesn't have any kind of internet presence. I asked around and found a P.O. box, but that was it. You know the word fan is derived from fanatic, right? Well, fanatic falls a long way short of describing the wives. They're more like a cult or something. Did you ever meet any of them? Once. Sort of. I was away on business in Sydney and my meeting got cancelled. The A&R team all got gastro from some hotel buffet. So we rescheduled and I came home early and found all these fucking weirdos chanting in my living room. I walked in and they looked at me like I was Dracula. Juliet pushed me outside and shoved the door closed, screamed at me like I was the one being weird. I told her what happened and she said that I should have let her know. Which of course I had, but her phone was turned off. Anyway... She told me that they'd been over to the house a couple of times for meditation sessions. I don't know. I think they were just taking drugs and listening to Kate Bush. I have a feeling there may have been a few hookups, but Juliet and I were always pretty relaxed about that kind of thing. But I was worried that one of them would get really obsessed, start showing up at 3am or sending locks of hair in the mail or kidnapping the dog or something. Do you think they were the ones who took the other hard drive? Yeah, I'd say so. I don't see who else could possibly have the code to the safe. They gave me a weird vibe, and I work with musicians. I am used to some pretty weird vibes. One of the reasons why we worked was because we let each other follow our own paths. We didn't try and control one another. We both had other lovers, other interests, outside of our marital home. I knew there were some parts of her that she'd always keep locked away, and I understood that. But the one time it really hurt? When I found out she had some of the wives over to record backup vocals. She'd let them hear her voice, 
her lyrics. I'd been helping her making this fucking never-ending masterpiece for the last 10 years, worried it'd never actually see the light of day. All this hard work for nothing and never even once complaining, assuming it was because she was a perfectionist. And then she goes and lets these crazy bitches hear it? Sorry. I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to use a gendered slur like that. That is not me. That's not who I am. Juliet would scold me for hours if she ever heard me. Fuck. Juliet. I'm so sorry. I really should leave. Thank you so much. Juliet was lucky to have you. Yeah. Cheers. To Juliet. To Juliet. Listen, I am so, so, so sorry to ask this when you're in the middle of grieving, but if I don't ask it now, I'm not going to sleep until I know the answer. The safe passcode was Lisette. Was it? Oh, yeah. I never noticed that. I always just used the numbers. Do you know who she was? Lisette was the girl who got beat up at the arena gig in 97. How did she manage to keep that name out of the papers? That was my first job when she hired me as her manager. Wasn't hard. Journalists aren't exactly morally unassailable. No offence. Paid a few bribes, made a few threats, and that was it. Pre-social media, that shit was a walk in the park. It'd be a lot harder to pull off now. And what about the guy who beat her up? Her boyfriend? They tried to get him for it, but there wasn't enough evidence to convict. He got off. Killed himself a year after the trial was over. I guess guilt got to him eventually. No surprise, given how Lisette ended up. What do you mean? She got seriously fucked up. I don't know the specifics, but she's in a wheelchair now. Oh my god. Yeah. She still lives in Sydney. She wrote to Juliet a lot, but she used to just use her initials. L.E. I have one of her letters! I think it was still in an envelope. Hopefully she put her return address on there. I can look her up. I'll try and get down there first thing tomorrow. I'm going to be off grid for a few days, up in Ulara. Phone will be off. But I'll check back in with you when I'm back, okay? That would be amazing. Thanks, Dylan. Uh, I need you to open this. Right. Sorry. Right then. I think I'm just about drunk enough to face that lot downstairs. Hopefully later I'll be drunk enough to fall asleep in the bed I once shared with the love of my life. I hope so. I mean, I don't with the drinking. You're a good man. And she loved you. Yeah. I guess she did. Hey, love. Sorry I didn't get the chance to call you last night. How was the funeral? Oh, you know, eleven shades of sad and awful. Poor Dylan. I can't even imagine what it must feel like losing someone you've built your life with. Promise me you won't ever die. Are you kidding me? I only drink on days ending in Y, and I exercise at least 10, if not 12 times a year. I'm going to live forever. That's a relief. How's the Save the World conference? Uh, it's okay. The speakers have been a bit of a mixed bag, but there's free drinks and the buffet's good, so that's cool. I can't believe I'm stuck in this lonely, boring hotel all by myself. <laughs> You're always complaining you never get to eat seafood because of my allergies. You should hit that up while I'm gone. Watch that crappy 
outlier show that I can't stand. You know full well it's Outlander, and don't you dare speak ill of its majesty. But yeah, that sounds good. I'll have a nice quiet one, I think. Maybe I'll get a seafood pizza, and I'll tell myself I'll eat half, but inevitably eat the whole thing and roll around clutching my stomach, feeling bloated and guilty. (laughs) See? You're going to have a grand old time without me. I'll be home soon. I gotta go. We've been running a betting pool on who the first person from our office will be to ask a question that's actually a statement with a long anecdote. And Paul's in this session, so I think... Ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> welcome to Quantum. Sorry, that's a TV. Ah, I can't find the remote. Anyway, love you, talk soon, bye! If you need anything, don't hesitate to ask our friendly crew. Dylan? Hey! It's the book writer, Ara. I thought you were off the grid in Alara. Yeah. Yeah, 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 shh. Promised Dave there'd be no phones. But he's popped out to get beers. More beers! Okay, what did you want to talk to me about? What I told you about the... thing. It wasn't all true. Ah, uh, you might have to be more specific. About the... you know... The fire? Ma'am, we're taking off shortly. You'll need to turn that off. Just a second. Sorry, Dylan. Keep going. This can't go in the book, mind. I need to tell someone before I pass out from holding it in all these years. This is, like, way off the record. So far off the record that, like, it's not even in the same room as the record. It's in a different building, different city, a different country. I get it. This is just between you and me. Right. There was a kind of violent poetry to it, I think. To what? Ma'am, I'm sorry, Give me a second here, for fuck's sake! He used to burn her with cigarettes, and that's what ended up burning him. She told me she had been lying awake that night, worried that he was going to come into her bedroom. But luckily he got drunk and passed out. She smelled smoke. She stood there, watching the flames grow. Spread. Not moving, just watching. Once the flames got hot enough, her parents woke up. The fire was between them and the door, and they were on the second story, too high to get out through the window. Started screaming, yelled at her for help to call the police. Juliet raised her hand and waved goodbye. Then she walked downstairs, headed into the backyard, and watched it all burn as screaming and sirens filled the air. She let them burn on purpose? That's... God, I don't know what to say. Gotta go. Dave's back. Don't want my little white lie to find me out. Safe travels, Athena. Ma'am, you need to... I'm done. See? No more (sighs) talky-talky. God, I am so sorry. You're only doing your job. I didn't mean to. I just lost someone very dear to me and... I understand. I'll forget it happened. Thanks. I am grateful for your compassionately selective amnesia. Six Cold Feet is written by me, J.M. Dinellon, and I also sometimes write under the pen name 
Josh Dinellen when I'm writing for younger audiences, as is the case with my new book, 19 and a Half Spells Disguised as Poems. It's a really silly, fun book of poetry for children and fun adults, illustrated by Holly Eastwood, with a bunch of poems written by myself about zombies and rapping grandmas and ridiculous excuses for not doing homework, and they're also secretly spells to ward off dragons and zombies and turn unicorns into normal horses and that kind of thing. That's a really fun, silly book you can check out. You can get it from my website or from our sponsor, Odyssey Books, or any decent bookstore that stocks magical volumes of spells. I mean poems. We've got to say a special announcement this week. We've done something very exciting. We have made the Juliet Knives EP we've been talking about for so long. It's called Select Cuts, Music from Six Cold Feet. If you are a patron on Patreon, you've already got this. Congratulations. If you want to become one, you'll get it. Congratulations in advance. It is also up on Bandcamp right now. You can go and get it there. It's going to be up on all the other services soon. But you can go and get that now. We are very excited about what the musical team has put together. Kate Logan, Scott Mercer, Adele Pickvance, and Ash Shanahan have done incredible work, and it sounds fantastic and raw and exciting. I'm loving listening to it. Go and check out Select Cuts, Music from Six Cold Feet, that is out right now. This week's Juliet Knife's testimonial was very special. It's from the excellent team at Civilized, which is a fantastic sci-fi comedy podcast from the excellent production company Fable and Folly, who also make one of my other favorite shows, Alba Salix. It's just started season two, and I adore every single episode. The picnic episode is my favorite, and you will understand what I mean when you listen to it, which you should. You'll never look at picnics the same way again. I promise you that much. They are a hilarious bunch of writers and performers. I love Bob, I love Beatrix, I love Bartholomew. They're fantastic characters, and it's a real treat to tune in every single time they release an episode. They're brilliant people. They recently also released a choose-your-own-adventure side story, which is just incredible. Check it out and then talk to me about it because I love this show. I want to rant about it with someone else who loves it as much as I do. Go and check out Civilized. Quick note, that's the North American spelling with a Z. Civilized, go and go and check that show out now. And if you want to send us a testimonial, as always, it's deaderekproductions at gmail.com. We've only got one slot left, so get in there quickly. Sound design, editing, production, marketing, fending off zombies, reinforcing the barricades, all that other stuff we're going to do on the podcast was done by myself and Jessica McGaw. Our cast this week was Melanie Zanetti, Tom Yaxley, Haley Francis, Damien Campagnolo, Jessica McGaw, Liam Soden, and Jenna Saini. As always, I have to say a huge thank you to our extra generous chorus patrons on Patreon, Sandy Darling, Tony Zolo, Girl in Space, the wonderful sci-fi podcast, another great sci-fi podcast you should be listening to, Kathleen and Anna Cook. Thank you for helping us make this show. We will be back soon with episode 7.